Daily Dirt Nap, Money Talks. Own your life. With Jared Dillian and Money Talk on the Liz Callaway Show with Nick Summers. Talk 94.5. It is 7.36 on the Liz Callaway Show. Look at that, Dickie. We're on time, right on time. We got on time. With the money guy, Jared Dillian. He is joining us live and in person. You booked me. Good morning, sunshine. She's the booker. booker. She's the booker. Booker. And it's very, be very careful. You have to over enunciate the B as not to be confused with another word. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. You know, I heard you guys talking about the Civil War when I came in. Yeah, it's not a good topic. Well, here's the thing 26 countries had slavery in the 1860s, only one country had a war about it. Mm. Right. And really, technology and agriculture advanced to the point about 10 or 20 years later where slavery disappeared in the other 25 countries. Mm -hmm. It just became much more cost effective to grow crops with technology than it was to use slaves. Mm -hmm. And if we just waited 10 or 20 years, it wouldn't have it would have gone away on its own and we wouldn't have had a war about it and killed like two million people, you know. Yeah, well, obviously the war started for some other reason. Yeah. So, and and the thing is, though, would the whole civil rights movement have happened? I mean, it's one thing about slavery and owning people and making them work. What would have happened otherwise? I don't know what would have happened. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, uh, Paul Grimshaw wrote a book, and uh, he's a musician. I don't know if you've ever heard of Paul Grimshaw. But he's also an author, and he wrote a book like, what if the South won the war? What would have happened? I can't remember. Is it fiction or nonfiction? Well, I would say it's fiction because the South lost the no, war. No, no, no. I know. But, <laughs> but no, no. You're okay. Not, no, I mean, I'm is sorry. he, is he, was he in the book? Oh. Was oh. he extrapolating on if the situation was different, or is it kind of like a, hey, this book is presented in the... Uh, I, I'm, I, I... Don't know because okay. I didn't read the book. I interviewed curious. him on it. Yeah. It was like ten years ago. Um, I think it was about what if the South. The book is set like what happens if the South won the war. Okay, yeah. I was just curious. But I don't know what the how it ends, but um, but anyway, be interesting to see. Yep. All right, we're coming to the end of 2023. Your observations. Your yeah. I mean, thoughts. Pe- people like to make New Year's resolutions. Smart and goals. I talked about. You know, that. one of the one of the resolutions that people like to make is the two things. Uh, number one, to get out of debt in some form, mm-hmm. uh, and two, to save up for something in the new year, whether it's a vacation or going back to school or something like that. So both of these things involve austerity of some kind, right? And let me just say, if if you have a job and you're making sixty thousand dollars a year and you have twenty thousand dollars in credit card debt. You can pay off this debt in 2024. You can save 33% of your income. You can pay off this debt in 2024 if you make a plan. It is totally possible. Um, one thing that people do not consider, and this is one of the things I talk about in my book, is you know people are very focused on expenses. Um, they say, well, I'm going to eat generic brand soup and, uh, you know, turn off the lights and turn the thermostat down and I'm going to save money this way. But there's another option. And the other option is to make more money. Mm. 
right? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people say, "Well, I'm going to cut expenses to the point where I can pay off this debt." Well, you can also make more money, and it's funny because a lot, the personal finance industry doesn't really talk about that. You know what I mean? That this this is an option that's available to you. You can get a second job. You can get a raise. You can get a job that pays more. You can change careers. These are all options that are available to you. So if you go from making sixty thousand a year to seventy thousand a year or eighty thousand a year, you can also earn more interest. You can also earn more interest. Mm-hmm. So these are this is an option to pay down that debt faster. You know, there's twenty four hours in the day. A lot of people have a job where they work seven or eight hours a day. They come home four or five o'clock. And then what do they do for the rest of the day? Well, they watch their shows and they go to bed, but there's, there's a lot of time in the day and you can use that time to make more money and pay down this debt faster. That is, uh, I'll get off my soapbox. And now I would say there are people, um, and I don't, I don't want to mention any names, Dave Ramsey, that you don't like, Yep. but he has mentioned, you know, like, you know, there are people that are stream, I'm dead free, right? And then they, he's got like the number one radio show in the country. Um, and people like to hear when people are debt free, but, you know, they, they break their backs for a couple of years, like you said, working second jobs and doing that type of thing. Um, is that what you're talking about? Well, the goal, the goal is to be debt free. Okay. And what about a mortgage? A mortgage, there's different degrees of Mm -hmm. debt. Like some debt is worse than other debt. Student loans are the worst kind of debt. Yeah. And then credit card debt and then car loans and mortgages are the best kind of debt. And the mortgage you can pay off last. But a lot of people don't really consider the possibility of paying off their mortgage. Like they're like, I'll just pay it for 30 years and it goes away. Mm -hmm. Well, if you have a $400,000 mortgage at. 7%. 7%. If you pay this mortgage for 30 years and you don't make any prepayments, mm-hmm. you're going to pay like $700,000 in interest over the life of that mortgage. Sickening to look at. So you, it, it, it's kind of hard to describe on the radio, but if, if you have a spreadsheet, if you have like a mortgage amortization spreadsheet mm-hmm. and you do some math, if you pay an extra $500 a month for the first five years of that mortgage, you're going to cut off about $120,000 in interest over the life of the loan. So if you have a mortgage, like I would suggest prepaying it as aggressively as possible. It makes the mortgage shorter and it cuts off a lot of the interest. Hmm. Okay. Now, credit card debt, um, you also have to spend less in order to like you know, headed off at the pass because people just keep compounding that. And and like in some cases, you know, you're paying 20 something percent interest. Yeah. The interest rates on credit cards are averaging about 20% right now. Yeah, A a credit card is a convenient way to pay for things. Nothing more. Mm -hmm. It's a profoundly stupid way to borrow money. Mm. It's the, it's a stupid way to borrow money. So with credit cards, you know, um, you just have to attack it and get that debt down as quickly as possible. Yeah. You know, there's a quote that is probably falsely attributed to Einstein, and Einstein said that compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. Mm-hmm. 
Well, if you have if you have credit card debt, you don't have compound interest. You have negatively compounding mm. interest. You have a debt that is getting bigger at the rate of 20% a year and compounding fast. If you are negatively compounding interest, that is not a recipe for success. Yeah, so you have to pay that down as quickly as possible. I see that for sure. All right. So what are some of like, what, what do you, like, how can people get organized about this? Like, what do you recommend them do? Right. Write everything down they spent in 2024 and figure out their, you know, debt to income ratio. And what do you think? Well, I think you need to get really scientific about it. Like one thing that you can, one thing that the credit card companies do is like, you can go into the app. And you can see the types of things that you spent money on over the course of the year. Mm -hmm. So you can look at, all right, this was a stupid purchase and okay, I needed this. And you can kind of go through and then you can make it, you can see, all right, this is what I can cut out of my credit card spending. Um, Make a budget, right? I'm not a big fan of budgets, um, but if you make a budget, like that's going to give you a pretty good idea of where you stand in terms of your spending. But, you know, it's... Lots of people in this country are already pretty good with money. You know, Dave Ramsey operates under the assumption that we're, you know, we all have an $80,000 Chevy Silverado and our car payment right. is bigger than our house payment and we have a credit score of 560. People That's not, do make stupid mistakes. People make stupid mistakes, but most people by and large are pretty good with money, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, there are some people who do have problems with spending. And I would, I would say that that amounts to about 20% of the population, people who have problems with spending. And it's usually a psychological problem. Like it's, it's a dopamine hit. Like when Mm -hmm. they buy something, it makes them feel better. So, um, you know, my own brother, like he's gotten a lot better, but in the past he's had a real problem with spending, Hmm. you know? So, yeah. Well, what are some of the things that you think, um, you know, in light of where you see interest rates going or the economy going or uh, investments going, banking, whatever, what should people look into in 2024 that maybe they never, you know, people weren't considering a couple of years ago? I mean, is there something new on the horizon? You know, a lot of people, when we first started talking here, everybody was talking crypto. We we're like, I don't understand it, you know? And fun, now look at where is crypto I, is. Yeah, I just sold all my crypto. I had some left over. You and did? I, I sold it all in the last couple of days. What's, so yeah. what's new and upcoming and what could we, we be looking at? Um, or what's just a farce, you know? Like you know, I, I I can't really you know I, I try to prediction I try to predict the direction of the stock market. I don't really know where the stock market's going, but um, I would say that you know the stock market is perhaps not the solution to all your problems. Mm-hmm. Um, we are pretty much at all time highs right now. We're very close to all time highs. We're about a half percent away from all time highs. Um, things could get challenging next year. Um, the goal is to be diversified. And if you have 80% of your money in stocks, then you are not adequately diversified. 60% is better. 40% is even better. Um, bonds pay a lot of interest right now. Like, you know, interest rates have come down a little bit, but interest rates on bonds are still pretty high. Like that's a good place to be. Um, the goal is to be as diversified as possible. Mm-hmm. When, uh, see, you have a side gig. You have a couple of side gigs. I have a lot of side gigs. Yeah. Yeah. So that whole gig economy is a great way to earn more money. I mean, a lot of people don't have a side gig. Yeah. um, There's there's a lot of things. you. I I mean, you know, my side gig is writing. 
okay? Mm-hmm. And music. And music. I don't really get paid for the music, but, um, you know, Those Bastards, mm-hmm. I made 30000 bucks off that book. Wow. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's not like a runaway bestseller, but, you know, like, I'll take 30000 bucks sure. like, for sure, you know. <laughs> and it was, it was uh, enjoyable. Yeah. It was an outlet for you. Yeah. So, and it gave birth to another dimension of yourself too yep. because now you should be coming out with the second version right yep because you're yep. still writing them yeah so a writing assignment from your degree yep birthed this whole like you know habit of writing yeah yeah so yeah there's actually i'm gonna have a book of short stories it's gonna come out uh november december of next year I have another book of essays after that i'm gonna write the sequel to no worries so lots more books and you know, hopefully, uh, no worries turns into a bestseller. You know, yeah. How like, far are you great. from uh, the bestseller list? We're now. pretty close. Really? Yeah, we're pretty close. And, and like the bestseller, like the the one variable that we don't have control over is uh, retail sales, like in mm-hmm. stores. Right. Ninety percent of books are sold online. Ten mm-hmm. percent are still sold in stores. But the New York Times algorithm takes into account physical sales in stores. Hmm. So even if we sell 4,000, even if we have 4,000 pre-orders going into the release date, if we don't have sales in stores, then we won't make the bestseller list. Okay. So. All right. So it should be in Barnes & Noble. Like if you want to head down to Market Common on January 23rd, it should be in the store. So. Now you are having a book signing. Yes. Yes. Uh, January 25th. Yeah. Yeah. At five o'clock, at back at again bookshop. Back again bookshop, and that's a bookshop right by the uh, Fresh Market, uh, by Eighty Second Seventy Ninth Avenue North in uh, Myrtle Beach. It's a, a shopping center there. Yeah, it's a great little bookstore, and you can go uh, meet Jared and get a book signing like we did the last one. We had fun at that one. Yeah, it's cool. Do a little reading on one of your chapters. It's great. Yeah, pet some cats. Yes, that, that's they true. have cats there. They have cats. <laughs> they have cats in the bookstore. Isn't that funny that they would have cats? That was <laughs> such a funny thing. Do you keep in touch with them at all? Do they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they've actually they, they have an email newsletter list, and uh, they've been promoting my book. So oh, that's it's, cool. It's been really nice. Yeah. Okay. Good relationship. Yeah. All right. Any any last minute thoughts? Last minute thoughts. Um, what are you going to do? Do you have any goals? Do you have any debt to pay off? I have a lot of, I have, a, I have this, uh, this construction loan I have to pay off. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a plan? Well, the first step is to sell my house. Mm. Um, That'll pay off We actually a have a showing today, so hopefully that turns mm-hmm. into something. Yeah. Um, it's, it's manageable. You know, if I sell my house at a decent price, um, I should be able to pay off the loan within about three years. Okay. So that's, that, that's my goal. Do you, do, do you want to hear something? My husband said, I met this guy yesterday. And he bought a, a house, a, a three thousand, a twenty-eight hundred square foot home, on nineteen acres of land in Mullins. He said the house was listed for three eighty-five. The guy got it for two fifty. Mm. Mullins. What a deal! Seventeen acres, uh, nineteen acres. That that's a pretty good deal, actually. <laughs> I'm so mad. I missed it. I was so mad. I went to. I looked at the house. I was like, "Hmm, not bad." How far I mean, away is that? Mullins. Mm. Eh, it's about an hour 40, from here. Forty-five minutes. Yeah. yeah, something like that. 
I mean, what would you have done if you would have got it? You drive it in every day? The entire property, entire property fenced in. That's a lot of fence. (laughs) I was just thinking, I was like, my dogs can roam free on 19 acres. Yeah. And you know what he is? Cat rescuer. Get out of here, really? Oh, look at that. And so he was forced out of his community because he has 40 cats that he's rescued and he's caring for. And he's trying to, you know, help this cat problem that we have here because people don't spay their animals and they just dump them. And anyway, long story short, that's what he's doing. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I should put you in touch with him. I don't know his name or anything, but if you're listening out there, oh, I know. Uma, yeah. His little Uma. He lost his Uma. Oh. I know. It's heartbreaking. Sorry, man. Yeah. I know. I know. Well, say a prayer for Jared and his wife. Yes. Because he lost little Uma. Yep. I know. Um, 7.52. All right, Jared. We always love talking with you. You're you're a big hit here. I'll see you next week. You don't have to book me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to deck you if you keep pounding on the door. Bam, bam, bam. What are you, what are you doing for New Year's? Wow. Are you, are you spinning have, tunes? I'm having a party at my house. I'm not spinning tunes. Oh. It's a small party. Small party? Yeah. Well, We're not invited. You can invite me because I have nowhere to go. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Think about it. I won't embarrass you too much. <laughs> it's a small party. It's a small party. I'm not invited. It's okay. All right. Have a great one. Happy Thanks. New Year. See you.